Hey, how's it going? Hi, Brendan. I'm good. How are you? That's good, man. I'm also doing good. Thank you for uh, uh, being on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Alrighty, so um, let's get straight into it, I guess. Um, so my podcast is about mental health. Um, you know, we talk a lot about depression here and, you know, suicide and pretty much just um, trying to make the world a better place by ending the mental health stigma. Um, awesome. And so um, tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, my name is Max Tamago, and I'm a, I'm a software engineer. My background is in software engineering, and I recently quit my job to start my own software consulting company. So that's kind of like the, the work side of things, and I guess, I guess I'm here to talk about my mental health issues. Nice. Okay. And so um, software engineer, so have you ever... Um, you know, like struggled with depression or have you ever like, you know, battled with um, like any mental health issues or no? Well, I mean, depression is a tricky one because it's a, it, you know, so, you know, depends on like depression is basically low mood. And then when, when that becomes pathological, because, you know, everyone feels kind of low sometimes, but when that becomes pathological, then we talk about a disorder. Um, so I, I was never diagnosed with depression, um, but I, I've definitely been to some low places in my life. Uh, I, I, I was diagnosed with anxiety, uh, but not depression. Um, although I probably did have it uh, when I was younger. It's just that, you know, like, I guess like a lot of people with mental health issues, I just didn't get any help because, um, you know, like it, it, depression is tricky because you don't get help in a way and in a way you don't want to get help. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people, they're very withdrawn and because of that, they don't get any help. And was that your case where, like, because you mentioned that you didn't get help, was it just because mm -hmm. you were like, scared to reach out or was it just because you were scared of what society was going to say? Um, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was scared what the society was going to say because you can always do this privately, especially now. You know, what, when I was going... Oh, man. Go there. You still there, Max?
Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Can you hear me okay? I'm, yes. Okay, awesome. Because I'm doing it from a different, um, you know, computer. So I just wanted to check. Okay, let's let's get back to it. Okay, awesome. So, okay, so you mentioned that, you know, even though you never really had depression per se, you still mm -hmm. felt like extremely high lows. And so mm -hmm. you mentioned also that you didn't really like try to get help. And the question that I asked was, you know, was it mainly because of like the stigma in society or it was just because um, you just didn't want to get help? Well, so, I mean, so I was going to say, I don't think there's, you know, I mean, there's obviously stigma, but like it doesn't affect the individual that much because you can always get help privately. And what I was going to say is, you know, there was no online therapist back then when I was growing up, but you could still like go to a therapist and not tell anyone about it. The problem is like when you're depressed and, or when I was, the problem is that you kind of like, you know, to be honest, like the problem with me was I kind of felt above it. Like I was too arrogant to, to go to a therapist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was, I was too, you know, like I was like, what do these people know? Like, who, who are those people to, you know, tell me what to do? Um, you know, in, in a sense, I felt better than, than everyone else in a way. So you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why a person might be withdrawn um you know in, in my case i wouldn't say it was it was to do with the the judgment from the society i think it was more to do with my um you know with my relation to the society relations to society like what do you mean by that well like just kind of feeling feeling better than anyone else, everyone else. And also, well, you know, also like social anxiety and anxiety was a huge part of that. Like if, if someone has genuine social, let's say, let's say social anxiety. So that's when you're um, scared of talking to people, you know, but basically shyness, but to, uh, to an extreme degree, you, you, you're not going to want to go to a therapist because like, why would you go to, to a therapist where, you know, to go to a therapist, you're going to have to talk to that person where you might be in a place where you're afraid to pick up the phone and call someone. You know what I mean? So that's true. So I, that that's always been baffling to me. Like, how, how do people who have social anxiety get treatment? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Because you know, like almost by definition, you're you're too afraid to, you know. And I'm I'm not saying everyone with social anxiety is like that, but it's it's kind of a difficult one, in a, in a sense that to to get treatment, like your your illness kind of prevents you from getting treatment. And you know, I guess a lot of mental illness is like that for one reason or another. 
Yeah, that's true, man. Because I remember when, you know, when I was struggling mass, you know, with the massive depression for mm-hmm. like four or five years and, you know, mine was more so of like, just because of the stigma and like, mm-hmm. because, you know, I was kind of scared, like you said, to, you know, really reach out. So I really never did. And, you know, but a lot of, a lot of people too, like you said, that have anxiety, you know, or are way too depressed. And so they don't get the help that they need. And so with that situation, what would you recommend? Like, since, since, you know, therapy wouldn't be the best bet, like in person, at least, because, you know, you have to actually be face to face, but no, what I, are I, some would, options? I would actually recommend going face to face. So, I mean, if, okay. some, if, if someone's in a position where they're listening to this, um, you know, so they already clicked that link and they already, they're already, you know, either they're going to switch it off in like five seconds, in which case I cannot help you in any case, or, you know, if they're listening to this, they already have an open mindset where they're at least kind of open to the idea of, of, of getting help, you know, because otherwise, like, why would you be on a mental health um, podcast? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I think, you know, maybe a person listening to this may maybe just they just need a little bit time. So maybe, you know, they're going to spend like half a year or a year, you know, just on, on the Internet, listening to podcasts and, you know, just kind of absorbing information about mental illness. Um, but eventually, I think if you're listening to this, you are in a good position to eventually, like eventually you're just going to have to do this. Like eventually you're just going to have to, um, you know, get a therapist. Now, now, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a licensed, uh, a licensed uh, mental health professional. So do take everything I say with a, with a grain of salt, but the you know the the simple like if you're struggling with depression the simple the simplest way would be just getting a um just going to a to a doctor just a regular doctor and getting prescription medication that can help you um and you know therapy is an option but it's less available so medication is quite readily available everyone can get on medication unless you know some people get on it and um and they have some side effects, but but therapy is kind of less available. But what I would do is, if you have financial, you know, means to get a good therapist, find a good therapist and work with them. If you don't, then there are still ways you can approximate therapy for free or or cheaply. So there's there's some online therapy that you can do that I I've never done it but I would assume it would be cheaper than doing it in person. Um, there are there's there's CBT so there's psychotherapy in the form of uh, websites and books. One book that's um, that's very good is called Feeling Good. I think it's called Feeling Good um, by David Burns. So if you, you know, if, if you really don't have any money, I, I, the first step I would recommend is getting that book. So it's called Feeling Good by David Burns. 
and just working through that book. So it's basically psychotherapy. It's the same thing that you would get from a licensed therapist, but in a book form. Um, and I guess one thing I can also say about medication is a lot of, um, I mean, so in an ideal world, you would go to a doctor and the doctor would be very well trained in, in, in dealing with um, psychiatric patients and would be, would be very, you know, sensitive and they would spend a lot of time with you. But in reality, you know, in reality, in, in our world, the doctor might not be that well trained in doing that kind of stuff, or they might just not have time. So for example, here in the UK, if you go to a GP, if you go to a, to like a first contact doctor in the UK where I live, uh, they only have 10 minutes for you. So that's their schedule appointment time because it's a, because it's a public healthcare system. So, so they're very time limited because they're very resource limited. So a typical doctor will only have 10 minutes for you. Gee. Yeah. But what I was going to say is because of that, you're going to have to kind of know what you're doing. So what, what you want to know is the, the, a very, very important thing to know is that a doctor might prescribe you an antidepressant, right? But then certain antidepressants will work for certain people, but other people have to try other antidepressants. So I would suggest don't give up if one antidepressant doesn't work for you, but, you know, do it for a while, try different doses. Obviously you do this with your doctor. So, you know, they can they're going to give you a prescription, then you're going to come, come back and, you know, either that dose is going to work or you're going to increase the dose. So try different doses. And then after you've tried different doses, also try different medications. So let's say you've tried sertraline. So that's the, that's the most popular one that's prescribed for depression and anxiety uh, in the UK. Let's say you've tried sertraline, you've tried all the doses with your doctor and it didn't work. So then you move to a different medication. And if that doesn't work, then you move to a different one and a different one and a different one. Uh, my point about medication is don't give up just because one didn't work. And in that case, say, you know, somebody has gone to the doctor, you know, they've gotten prescribed and everything, and they've just been on, you know, many different medications and have just pretty much tried everything mm -hmm. uh, for like five, 10 years or whatever it may be. What, what would you recommend to people that are pretty much either tired of doing the medications because, you know, they can't seem to work or mm -hmm. they just prefer to find more like natural ways? What would you suggest to them? Yeah. I mean, for, for some people, medication doesn't work. And, you know, even for people for whom medication does work, of course, it's not a substitute for, um, you know, like we speak about mental illness, like it's a, like a one, a on off thing, like a one zero thing, whereas in reality, it's more like a gradient. So, you know, like even someone who doesn't formally qualify as a mental health patient or someone who has a mental illness will still you know, obviously struggle with the same things, just maybe to a lesser degree than someone who, who's, who's diagnosed. So, you know, even if you're not on any psychiatric medication, of course you're going to need. What I would recommend is um, 
Well, what I would recommend is, um, I mean, first of all, like anyone, if anyone's listening to this and they want to talk like privately, you can, um, you can just message me or Brandon. Uh, right. So there's going to be contact details at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But in general, um, therapy is always good. One thing I would recommend about therapy is also like with medication, don't get discouraged if you just find a therapist that doesn't work for you. So if you if you go to one, maybe you do five sessions and uh, and you see it doesn't work, maybe try a different therapist, you know, because like obviously some therapists are more competent than others, but also um, some of them are, you know, like 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 there's different um there's there's different like preferences so you know like some like i might go out and like make friends with someone and you know the vibe between me and that person is really good and then i might go out and try to make friends with another person and the vibe is just kind of off but you know that doesn't mean anything there's anything wrong with the person or anything wrong with me uh, that just means there's some, you know, there's just no no vibe, no bond there. And it might be the same with your therapist. You know, maybe your therapist kind of works better with other kind of clients and maybe you should try a different therapist. So don't give up. I know like if you struggle with depression, it's probably very, like you're probably very prone to giving up. Uh, but But I would say... Well, like, I, well, I would say don't give up, but you've probably heard that <laughs> a hundred times. You know, if you're someone who struggles with depression, you've probably heard that a thousand times. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, you know, just, just, what are, you, what are you worried about? What, what, what are you sad about? You know, like we've, we've all, <laughs> we've all heard those lines. It doesn't work like that. But That's it's true. true. More, it's, more than you know, enough. You know, it's true in a way. You know, if if you could get yourself together, everything would be okay, except you can't. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree, man. Um, especially with the don't give it up part. Like, it's interesting because, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, say like it was saying Bolt or something, or, you know, like somebody like super famous that has just mm-hmm. almost achieved like the impossible. And... You know, just like a lot of people that are struggling with depression, you know, a lot of the times I'm sure that, you know, they thought about giving up, that the world was against them, that, you know, they felt worthless or hopeless. Mm-hmm. And life has a funny way of, you know, always just happening to work out as long as you just keep pushing through. You know, either that's in my case as well as a personal example where, you know, I was struggling with massive depression and I was able to not o- not only overcome, but also to be helping people as well. I'm sure you do that in your own way as well when, you know, you used to struggle as well. Maybe not mm-hmm. so much as, as I did, um, but, you know, you still had those highs and lows. And, you know, now you're, I would say you're helping people by being on this podcast. And so... You know, as I as I mentioned, you know, and it's kind of like a broken record, but like just like you said, you know, as long as you keep going, eventually something's gonna work out. And 
you know, so the, so I recommend to just keep going and, you know, to, to not give up as cliche as that sounds. So, so let me ask you, um, how does it feel from your position of being, you know, having gone through this now you're not only, you know, not, not only, only beaten this, but also you're helping people. Like how, how does that feel? Oh man, it feels like it's, it's to be completely honest with you. And it's a different type of feeling, man. Cause like, yeah, I like, like a different reality almost. Yeah. And it's just interesting because like, it's so surreal to me and it's like, I have to almost pinch myself to be like, wow, man, like it almost feels like it was just yesterday that mm-hmm. I was feeling hopeless. I was feeling alone. I was feeling like life is just full of pain and just suffering. And to now be able to be just so excited about the future. And not only that, but to also make an impact and to receive messages, man. Like, mm-hmm. so, and I know this is kind of like, you know, off topic, but like, check this out. I was talking to this guy the other day and, you know, he needed help and stuff like that. And so we jumped on a call, you know, and by the, I mean, it was crazy, man. Like he came into the call, you know, his shoulders were down. Um, especially if you study, you know, body language, his shoulders yeah. were down, his head was down, you know, he was barely speaking any words. You can tell that he was in a real bad place. Yeah. And, you know, and, and yet, just being, and yet he still got on that call with you. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, like, man. It, exactly. It's like from the lowest place in your life, there's still that, you know, and I guess that's an example, like for, for anyone that's listening, like even if you feel you're at the lowest point of your life, of your, just give it a try, you know, just, you know, maybe message Brandon or, you know, maybe talk to a friend. If you don't have friends, talk to talk to Brandon or maybe a therapist. If you have money, if you don't have money, talk to Brandon or, you know, just you might feel like you're at your worst, but just give it a try. Exactly, man. And the fact that somebody, you know, just just like me, just like you, just like anybody that is struggling with depression right now, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, nobody wants to stay suffering, right? There's always like this, this like thought in the back of the head, like, wow, you know, like, I really think that life could be so much different. And you know, by by him actually jumping on that call, you know, it even worked out because by the end of the call, you know, his shoulders were up. He was laughing. He was giggling. And he sent me multiple messages saying, like, you know what? You, like, were able to help me. And I now look forward to the future. And, like, something as simple as just jumping on the call with somebody, whether mm-hmm. it's a friend, you know, anybody, just, like, just – it doesn't have to be a therapy, you know, like it doesn't have to be from your therapist. You can also join a group, you know, where there's a supportive men, you know, or supportive, supportive people in that yeah. group with mental do, health. Do you and have, there's do many you, ways. Do you, sorry, Brandon, do you have a group like that? Uh, I, I do actually. You do actually. Okay. Awesome. I, are there going to be like links in the description? Uh, yes, I will, I will also put them there as well. And actually, the group has been kind of growing slowly but surely. And it's interesting because I had this this woman, like, not necessarily get mad like I thought she was going to, but she was understanding because she tried to join my group, you know, because she mm-hmm. was depressed, you know, obviously. But I told her, I was like, hey, 
you know, I focus on, you know, men specifically. And the yeah. way I see it is that men don't have as much resources as the women when trying to get help. And so I wanted to make that group a safe, you know, place to where, you know, even though she was a licensed therapist, I didn't want men to feel like I broke their trust yeah. and to be yeah. scared of asking for help because of a woman's presence. And a lot of people are. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's only men in that group. And so who also struggle with depression and, you know, it's cool because a lot of people are posting and a lot of the times I don't even have to try to comment or reach out. A lot of the times the group members just are so supportive that they kind of just do it for me. So it's kind of interesting. You know, one thing that comes up in psychotherapy research that's also very interesting is that the research shows that if a person has certain characteristics, then they can be more qualified to do therapy than a licensed therapist. So, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not like trying to, I'm, I'm not saying that in, in, the, in the relation to that woman, I'm just saying like, when you talk about the people in the group, the people who, you know, you don't even have to like post anything. They're just kind of supporting each other or, you know, you, I don't know if you're a licensed therapist, but it seems, seems like you're, do, you're doing a great job as a therapist. You know, there's an interesting point from psychotherapy research, which shows that like people like you and people who have certain traits, which are they're, they're capable of establishing a relationship and they're capable of listening can be better therapists than licensed therapists. I agree, man. I, and, 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 you know, you kind of caught, caught me off guard with that. Cause I, I really appreciate that, man, especially with, you know, where I'm, I'm definitely trying, you know, I'm not perfect. And I, you know, to your question of, you know, whether or not I'm a licensed therapist, I'm actually not a licensed therapist. I actually don't have any qualifications whatsoever. It's more so of just like, you know, I have so much like experience and personal experience with it that I just seem to understand it. And which is cool because going back to like where people are also helping each other in that group, like we all struggle with depression, right? And so it's cool that they're still helping each other. And if anything, it makes it better because they personally know what that other person is going through, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So how how did that like so you've gone through depression and then you came out of it so how did you come out of it how how did that happen oh man it was a freaking long process it was like f four or five years man of just clawing my eyes out and just really trying to figure out something man and like even though I was going through the lowest point in my life where I tried to kill myself you know I tried to take my own mother's life like it was really bad man and for those of you that are listening, you know, you, you know, you know, pretty much my backstory. And, but like I said, there, it's funny how life works because in the back of my head, even though I was going through all these things, I still knew that life could always be better and that life will get better as long as I just keep trying to find a way. And so I, I eventually I had to move, you know, to a different environment and that environment allowed me to, you know, really just work on my mind, you know, because how you think is how you perceive the world. 
And, you know, even though a lot of people don't believe, you know, like in mindset and just the way you think, like it's not BS. Like it's almost uh, the way I want to put it to you in an analogy is, you know, say you are somebody that wears glasses, right? And say Mm -hmm. that those glasses are black. And I don't mean the frame. I mean like the actual lens that you look through. You're going to see the world as, you know, pitch, you know, pitch dark. You're probably going to shiver more. You're going to be scared, you know, uh, maybe even a little frustrated. And that's how you would be perceiving the world. And but the world may be super beautiful. You just can't see it. And, you know, that's 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 the way that I, I look at it, because, you know, if your lenses are messed up, then that's how you're going to see the world. And in that case, it would be how you think, you know. And so if you think that the world is always going to betray you, stab you in the back, that, you know, everyone is no good for nothing and they're just trying to get something from you, then, you know, that's what you'll get. And so what you focus on is what you get. And so, you know, I started really just trying to really change that. And, you know, either by reading books you know, by watching different types of videos on, on mindset, how the brain works, stuff like that. And eventually, you know, over time I was able to start thinking to start changing how I think. And I said, I would say that that's definitely the first step. Um, if you're trying to, to really try to get out of that and pull yourself out. So was there a moment where you said, you know, like, fuck it, I've had enough of this. I'm going to change. Or was it, or was it, was it when you changed your environment? When you was it when you moved to a different group of people? Fuck no! What happened was there was this split second of, and it's interesting, man, because I'm telling you, dude, like the experience that I freaking had, it was almost like a movie, man. Like I still, every time I I bring it up, like I still can't believe it, like. So as I mentioned, you know, I tried to take my own my own mom's life. And, mm. you know, it's not like I woke up and was just like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to do it. It was like I had gotten to the point to where of just five years, man, of just constant freaking depression, feeling no way out. And I just it was almost like a straw that broke the camel's back. And, you know, I, I grabbed the knife. You know, me and my mom were arguing. I grabbed the knife and I threatened. I was like. I'm either going to take your life or I'm going to take mine. And as as brutal as that sounds, that's where I was at. And a lot of you, I'm sure, you know, may might be in that situation as well. And it's interesting because in that moment, I almost had like a vision, right, where like something just kind of took over me. And I saw myself, man, and I asked myself, I was like, in four or five years, if I do this right now or if I continue the path that I'm going down right now, where will I be in four or five years? And, dude, I kid you not, I freaking cried like a baby after that because I just broke down and I knew that that was not the way, man. And I knew that something had to change because what I saw, man, it would make any grown man cry. Like I was either going to be homeless. I was going to be like really whacked out on drugs. And by drugs, I mean like heavy drugs, like, you know, either meth or just whatever it would be. Or, you know, I would be in jail for murder or I wouldn't even be here because I would have took my own life. And so in that instance, it was almost like I didn't really have the choice to change because I just 
felt like I had to. And like, I did have the choice because ultimately, you know, we all have the decision to make and we ultimately have to make that decision because even though some people are forced, they still don't always make the decision. And, but still it was, it was that point that made me realize that, you know what, I can't no longer do this. And, you know, my time is up. Like I pretty much had to either change or life is just going to be worse, you know? It's like that vision showed you, you know, like before the before that incident with you and your mom, I, you know, I'm I'm guessing you kind of weren't fully aware of what was going to happen if you didn't change. Whereas that incident kind of showed you, you know, if if I continue doing this, then you know I'm going to be dead or in jail or on drugs. Exactly, man. And, and that's absolutely right. Because, you know, if that vision wouldn't have happened, you know, in that freaking, you know, perfect timing of an instant, you know, who knows where I would be right now? Like, I, you know, I didn't go down that path. So I can't say, but, you know, it's just at the end of the day, you know, sometimes we have the choice to make, you know, in life, but other times we're forced. And how we react to that situation and what we end up doing is what makes us. And so, you know, a lot of my advice that I like to give personally on this on this podcast is, you know, if if you have the if you have the chance to change, you know, without having to be in a situation like that and pretty much be forced, like just do it. You know, at the end of the day, like what I want people to to do and the exercise that I want them to do is do the exact same thing that I did, man. You know, ask yourself and be completely vulnerable. You know, ask yourself like, okay, I'm in a bad situation right now. If I continue down this path, where will I be in five years, two years, you know, 10 years, whatever it may be. And really be honest, you know, don't bullshit because if you bullshit, then, you know, then it's going to be like, oh, okay, well, my situation is not bad. Like I want you to, you know, real be honest and really assess your situation because that simple exercise might, might end up being the spark. Like it was for me to ultimately make that change and to save your life, just like it did for me, you know? Mm. You know, there's an, there's an interesting exercise, like that exercise you just described, like going through your potential life in the future and your life in the present and your life in the past. There's a, very good program that people can do if they have money. I think it costs like, I think it costs like $40 or something like that. Um, and it, it's called the self-authoring suite. So it's, it's, it's exactly that exercise, except it's in three parts. So it's past, present, and future. So past is, you know, you go, you, you write down basically as, as, as fast as you can. Um, everything about your past that you can come up with, you know, just without, without stopping. And like you said, without bullshitting, you know, just, just, just approach it with mindset of this is for me. No one's going to see it. No one's going to judge me for it. You just, you just go and you go, go through your past. And that kind of brings out all the emotions that you've been, you know, you've been repressing because if you don't think about your past then you've got all these emotions that you're, um, 
that you're not paying attention to. And sorry, and then you do the same thing for the present. So you ask yourself, you know, what, what's what's happening with my life now? And then you do the same for the future. So you, like you said, you go through the exercise of like asking yourself, where are you going to be in three years? If you, you basically do like a two case scenario. So like a best case scenario, where am I going to be in three years in the best case? So like if everything works out and then you do like the worst case scenario analysis. So you do something like, you know, where am I, am I going to be in the worst case scenario if nothing works out and everything just kind of go, goes and like goes to shit. Um, you can, uh, you can check that out on selfauthing.com. So it's a, um, it's, it's an exercise that, uh, Jordan Peterson and his team did. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's interesting because they did that. Um, they did that exercise on a bunch of students in the Netherlands, I think, and it had a very positive effect, especially on men, and especially on men who were from. Um, ethnic minorities in the Netherlands, it had a very positive effect on them. And especially for people in general who were in, you know, tough spots in life and and they kind of ranked people on the on on the level of their academic achievements. So, you know, basically people's grades. You know, some people had better grades and some people had worse grades in in the university in the Netherlands. What they found was you know, people who were already doing good and did did that exercise, it kind of had like a small positive effect on them. But people who were doing, you know, they had low grades, they were kind of like not doing very well in life, and they did that exercise. It it brought them above the the, the group that was doing well. So, what that, what I'm saying is. Um, you know, basically the group that kind of reversed the roles, the group that was doing uh, bad started doing well after doing that exercise. Wow, that's that's crazy, man. And so you said they had positive results, like as in like they could they could tell that there was an immediate change, like either to their state or just the way they were feeling or more so of just like the emotions that were suppressed. Well, I mean, you know, so they did the exercise and then they kind of tracked them over the years. So, you know, the researchers came back and they tracked the people over the years, the students, and they found out that the students who did the exercise, their grades were so much better. Wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah, it's pretty, pretty intense. But it's interesting, like, did you did you come up with that on, on your own or did you read that somewhere? That thing about, like, planning your life like three or, or 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 five years in advance not not really man it was more so of just like just the it was vision. just like because of the yeah because of that vision man because i i saw myself you know like pretty much locked up and i had like a scruffy you know beard because I, I think i was 15 at the time or if not a little bit younger mm. so i would have been like you know my 18s maybe 19s and you know it wasn't looking good and so in that instance like i said you know i kind of just saw myself 
in five years, you know, time. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that a lot of people, when they're depressed, they either look too much into the past or they worry too much about the present. And it's like by thinking about your future and really, you know, trying to see yourself in five to 10 years, you know, it's 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 definitely important because it also gives you a reason to want to stay alive because you can't be here in yeah. five years if you yeah. take your life right now right it doesn't make sense it, it so. gives it gives you hope because if you have a, if you have a plan of life that can be happy then suddenly it changes everything you know it changes everything because suddenly you have something to kind of wake up to and and you know, like, I, you know, like wh whenever I was in a, like I was, I was in a job that was very good for a while. And then I kind of stopped liking it that much. And I remember the last months of my job before I quit, you know, I would wake up and it would be very difficult. Like I would, I would wake up, I would just kind of like roll myself out of bed and, you know, just be really slow and sluggish. But now, you know, ever, ever since I kind of started working on my own business, um, it feels like, you know, I wake up and I just, you know, oftentimes I wake up before the alarm clock and I just feel like this, you know, like kind of like positive stress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like this kind of feeling of just having something to, to, to do. And like enough pressure, because I I also kind of learned to handle pressure better. So like enough pressure that I want to keep going, but not enough pressure that is crushing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it, it's an interesting thing about stress. Like too much stress is too much stress is not good, but little stress is okay and even helpful and like the i kind of got better at managing stress so things are just not that stressful to me it's it's interesting that you bring that up man because i quickly realized that too as well where it's like i i don't know i don't know if the, i don't i don't think that this was in your case, but I, you know, I had a job as well where I was pretty much just trying to do it for the money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I, like, just like you said, you know, I experienced those same things where, you know, I had no motivation whatsoever. I hated my job, you know, and then pretty much what people don't realize is if you hate your job or if you hate what you're doing, you know, every single day, you're going to look at way you're going to, you're going to look at life through a different way, right? You're going to like, start to exaggerate and, and think that, you know, so say for example, if you hate your job, you know, then you're going to be like, Oh man, you know, why do I suck? Or what do I feel worthless? Or why am I worthless? Or, you know, why does life always seem to suck? And, and I always seem to suffer like that type of stuff. And when in reality, it's just a job that you don't like, because, you know, there is like something inside you that is just not connecting with what you're doing right now and so you know what I would recommend at least is you know just like you did where it's like if you can afford it you know just leave either leave that job or try to look for another job 
that you feel would more in line with what you're trying to do. So like, say for example, you know, how I'm doing all this mental health stuff right now, I wouldn't want to go be a real estate agent, right? Because I could care less about making a lot of money. It's more so of trying to help people. Yeah. And so in that instance, like I mentioned, you know, if you can afford it, well then, you know, you might have to live a little less lavish, you know, but I mean, at the end of the day, we all want to do what makes us happy. And so, you know, it's either, you know, you stay depressed and you stay going to a bullshit job that you don't like. And just to buy some crap that, you know, won't even be there when you die. Or would you rather, you know, be waking up every day, you know, super excited to go to work and maybe not make as much money. You know, it's like at the end of the day, I would choose the second option all day. And I'm pretty sure you did that as well because, you know, starting your own business, man, you don't start making money right away. Like it's a process. <laughs> no. no, man. And like, it, it, it's, it's so difficult. Cause like I, you know, I start, like I'm trying to get people to like, I'm trying to teach people coding now. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, like there's a lot of jobs in coding, software engineering, programming, uh, so, you know, I'm trying to find people who want to learn this stuff and gotcha. it's, it's, it's difficult, man. Cause like I'm putting ads in fucking, uh, ads, ad sites, no one's responding to them, you know, yeah. <laughs> like kind of difficult to just get that first client, but that's how it always is, man. Yeah. 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 But you know, it kind of. But it's that like a lot of people starting a business kind of expect that everything's going to come to them. Whereas in reality, you have to put a lot of work up front, which is why a lot of people don't want to do it. Like they do it, maybe maybe they do it for a week and then they give up. Yeah. Or, or they do it, but they do it like kind of half-assedly, you know, like, like, um, you know, like I know, like I know some people who spend more time researching than actually doing anything. Like I know people who have been researching yeah. stuff for five years, but they still haven't done anything. But yeah, that's 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 nuts. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's kind of off topic. Yeah, man, I. Uh... For me, like, like, let me, let me, I know it's off topic, but like, let me just kind of stay on it for a little bit. Sure. It's crazy, man, because for me, dude, like, I kid you not, 2019, bro, 20, it was either 2019 or even more, you know, even later than that, maybe 2018, like late 2018. Yeah. That I start to see, like, you know, how Facebook suggests, like, your old posts and stuff like that. Dude, I've been doing this this stuff. I've been in this game for like about a year or two now. And I kid you not when I tell you that I literally like I still like I've made money, but it's from like other stuff, not from what I'm trying to do. But like, dude, when I tell you that everything is barely starting to work out, like and I'm telling you that from like a year or two later. And but that's because, you know, I've been freaking losing sleep, busting my ass every single day and just trying to make this, you know, make this work. And, you know, kind of kind of relating to mental health, you know, where it's like a lot of people, they are so just used to giving up. And, mm -hmm. you know, when things get hard and it's like, 
But in reality, you know, let me put it to you this way, you know, say that you have a difficult mother where, you know, even though you love her to death, she's just so difficult. And, you know, no matter what you tell her, you know, like her mind won't change. You're not just going to be like, well, you know, I'll, I I won't go to your grave and, you know, I hope you die and stuff like, like no, <laughs> like that's that's an exaggeration. Right. And so at the end of the day, you're still going to love this person and, you know, you're still going to do what you can you know, to, to try to make her, you know, not necessarily change, but just try to become a better person if she decides to do that. And it's interesting because I bring that up because then at the end of the day, you know, she might come around, you know, Mm -hmm. just like my mother did to where when I tell you that me and my mom used to argue every single day, I mean, every single day, every, every day that I would wake up and, you know, at first she didn't believe in, you know, really in me and what I was doing and stuff like that. And over time, because I just, you know, didn't f- try to force her to change. I more so just changed myself and, you know, just worked on myself and kept going. She eventually came around. And so it kind of goes back to the lesson of, you know, just keep going, just keep pushing. And like, even though, you know, things get tough, like, don't just give up, you know, because like, like I said, you know, people are so used to giving up and, you know, if, if it starts raining, like you're not going to go kill yourself. Right. Cause like, you know, that tomorrow is going to be, you know, sunshine and maybe even uh, you'll see a rainbow. And so, um, you know, if there's a weird lesson in there, I, that would probably be it. It's just, you know, like you said, to keep going. So. Just keep going. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I'm like, when you were talking about this, I kept thinking to myself, you know, like you, like a lot of people, you know, like kind of like the defining feature of depression is that people give up easily. Like people who are depressed give up very easily. But you went, you know, you went through more effort and like more challenges starting this thing. So you you say you've been going for like a year now correct yeah and and yet you know like from from i mean i know you you had you had depression problems before that but like you kind of from that low point you went to like having enough motivation and having enough like self-belief and self-confidence to do this like do this game and like do this business thing this mental health thing for like a year or two years and yeah and not give up and you know that's something really to think about because you know that might mean and that might mean there's people you know like there there might be someone listening to this who's like you know they want to do something but they don't feel like they have the self-confidence and it's like just keep just keep going and just keep going, you're going to have a lot of negative emotion. Like you're going to have a lot of, you know, difficulties. You're going to have a lot of challenges. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel like quitting. Like a lot of times, like even today, like, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely happy, but I, I feel like quitting a lot. Like I have days where I'm like, you know, fuck this. I'm just going to stay home and read books. So, (laughs) (laughs) right. 
think we all have that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, like, and it's, it's like, like it's 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 important to know this. Like a lot of people, no one tells them that. Like you know, when when the way I was raised, I was raised like. If you feel you can do something, then you can do it. If you don't feel like you can do something, then you cannot do it. Whereas in reality, all things, all great things, you're going to feel like you're not able to do it. All great yep. things, like literally everything. And like, there's, there's nothing wrong with failing. Like if you try, you know, like obviously, like you still have to pay bills and everything. So so you know like obviously like a, it, it's tough to fail at business because because you you've you've lost a lot of money in terms of time that you've invested in it if your business fails but there's no like it it doesn't make you any more worthless if the thing that you're working on doesn't work out in a year or two Exactly. It just means that it's taking a little bit longer than than usual, you know. Well, I mean, what is and, usual? You know, like usual. Usual is is people don't even try. Like that's the usual. So exactly, that's if, true. If you've tried and you've been doing it for like a year, then you you're already ahead of like ninety nine point nine percent of people. One hundred percent. Right. I mean, like. Exactly. I'm not like I I don't think we should like compare ourselves to others because that never leads to happiness but if you're going to compare yourself to others then know that if you've tried and you've kept going for a long time then you're already ahead of 99.9% of people Yeah man even even if like even if you do something like say for like three months or even more, I would say like it's ridiculous how short the time frame is. But like I'd say if you've been doing something for three months or more, like you you're you're like you said, you know, you're ninety nine point nine percent ahead of everyone. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you're doing, whether it's you know trying to help people like I'm doing, whether it's like trying to teach people how to code like you're doing. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it could be whatever, but just as long as you keep and it's interesting because I'm pretty sure that, you know, there's probably a question that's ringing in people's mind where it's like, you know, OK, well, this is all cool and stuff. But where do I kind of get that that extra, you know, terrestrial motivation to keep going? And I don't know about you, but I'm going to ask you this question, this question after. But the way I see it is you have to have an external motivation. Like if it's money, if it's trying to impress a girl, trying to make your mom happy, whatever it may be, like it's going to lead down to a road of unhappiness and just even worse depression than you already have. Mm -hmm. It did for me. And I'm telling you from personal experience and the day that I said, you know what? It's not about me. It's not about anybody. It's about, this external goal that I have, whether it's trying to change the world, whether it's trying to fix a broken system, you know, that might potentially not be fixed, you know, by the time that I'm dead or passed, but at least I would have known that I made that change. And that, that was enough of a, of a motivation, you know, and as a pull to whenever I feel down or whenever I feel like saying, fuck it, 
you know, it's almost like it brings me back to life and makes me want to keep going. But, you know, if you tie that to like money, say, for example, once you hit that money goal, your mind is is is, you know, uh, what do you yeah. call it? Your mind yeah. is like just going to be like, well, we achieved the goal. Like, OK, cool. But I mean, come on, if your goal is to change the world, like that's a never ending freaking, you know, that's a never ending goal. And so your mind keeps going, keeps going. But if you tie it to, you know, say like you want to make a hundred thousand a year, once you achieve that goal, you know, you're going to have no motivation anymore to keep going. Um, and so I don't know if you agree with that, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Uh, I would say I, I agree 100%. So it's almost like having a goal is more important than than what the goal is in a way so so the thing about money like you can like you you can go after money and that's okay in a way the problem like i think the problem is when you think that money is going to solve problems that it's not going to solve like exactly or like you said if you hit that goal and then you're like what do i do next and if you thought life was about money and you thought you were gonna be happy after after getting there and you then obviously you're gonna be disappointed and i i'm like seriously you're gonna be seriously disappointed um but you, you know like i i never had much money but i can tell you like Quite honestly, I'm happier now not having any income and just going going by my savings and, and benefits because the UK welfare system is quite generous. But I feel happy like just going off my savings now than I was making, you know, being quite well paid as a software engineer. And that's because I'm actually working on the things I want to work on, which, you know, of course, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with just having like a regular job uh you know like having a regular job is great uh as long as as long as it makes you happy and and um but you know i was i was kind of like there was a point where i was still working my regular job and i was trying to make as much money as possible so i was i was very hard at negotiating my salary and you know that's good but the problem was i kind of thought that making more money would like you know like obviously more money is good but there were problems that i was not addressing that i thought would be solved by making more money and you know especially like this bullshit about like retiring early um I mean, I don't have anything against people who want to retire early, but um, if you if you're just constant like that's that's from my experience, I was just concentrating too much on getting enough money that I could just live off interest, you know, just like having enough money so that I could just like have you know just get it into stocks and just like yeah. live off interest. I was concentrating on that so much that I didn't pay any t attention to the stuff that was actually going on in my life and like stuff that actually needed to be fixed. Whereas now, you know, I don't have any income. You know, I'm, I'm reasonably confident I'm going to make a lot of money because I'm quite ambitious as well. But 
you know, even though I'm not focusing on that, I actually feel like I actually have time to like focus on my problems and like what I want to do and like how I can, you know, build this, like, you know, just help people and everything. I don't know if that makes any sense. I kind of went off a tangent. No, it, it makes perfect sense, man. And that that's, that's kind of full circle back to like your why, right? Where it's like, just like me, for example, like before, you know, I was only worried about making money, making money. That's why I never, you know, that's mm -hmm. why it never worked because, you know, there were days that I just wanted to eat Cheetos and that's exactly what I did because I was chained, you know, I was chasing financial and it's kind of interesting because, you know, I was chasing that money and chasing that money. And, you know, I was trying to retire early, just like you said, when it's, when you said it's like, Oh, it's bullshit. I was like, you know, it's funny because I was in that exact same position, you know, mm. a couple of years ago. And now that I stumbled into, you know, this and having like a bigger ambitious goal, you know, like I said, with the external, like of a why, now, if you were to tell me to retire early, I'd have to punch you in the face. You know, like I would, uh, there's like, yeah. there's no way in freaking hell, dude. Like this, like, because you have to find something that is just so goddamn important. That's more important, like than your own freaking life. Like just like Martin Luther King, for example, you know, I'm not going to get too, you know, political or whatever the hell, but like, dude, at, he gave his freaking life for equal rights. And now we're, you know, now we're not segregated anymore. Now, you know, if a white guy goes into a bathroom, a black guy can go in there. No problem without, you know, either getting his ass beat or getting arrested. Like he literally died for, for that movement. You know, he wasn't worried about, yeah. Oh yeah. Am I going to make a hundred thousand on wall street? Like he didn't give a damn. And when you find something that is as important to you as your own life, that's when you know that you should definitely chase it and try to to make it work because at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to give a damn about retiring early because, you know, yeah, maybe you want to spend a little more time with your family, but that's why you find a job that allows you to do that or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, you know, by finding out what's important to you and just freaking doing it, like, Believe me, you're going to your life is going to be exciting every day and you're not going to want to just because at the end of the day, retiring is like, you know, just the way I see it is you just sit around on your ass and like either you go yeah. play golf or you go play bowling. But you can only go bowling, you know, so many times before it gets boring. But versus where if you have such a huge goal that you want to help people and you want to make things better in the world and. You know, you want to help people like either with mental health or whatever it may be, you know, that goal is going to take up 24, you know, seven of your time. And it's a never ending goal, which means that you'll always have plenty to do. And if you like it and if you love it and that's what it makes you happy, then you hit the fucking jackpot. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it sounds like what you, that's what you did and what you're trying to do. That's definitely what I did. And, you know, I really hope that other people take that into consideration too and really like be honest with yourself and like you know just like Steve Jobs said when he woke when you know when every morning he told himself you know if I was to die today and this was the last thing that you know this and what I was going to do today you know was the last thing that I could do would it make me happy knowing that you know tomorrow I was going to die and today you know I did whatever 
that's kind of like a short version, but would it make me happy? And I want you to ask yourself that because I also had to. And quite frankly, that's why I stopped doing all the rest of that old bullshit and started focusing on, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, what I am going to do today, would it make me happy? You know, you got to really think about that and ask yourself that as well. So what, one more one more point about money uh, that I want to make, because a lot of people like they're ambitious for money and, you know, like that's that's good. Like I'm ambitious for money, too. So I also want to say, like, it, it might be that if you do the thing that that you want to do, you know, let's say it's starting a business in the long term, you know, maybe in the short term, it's not going to give you as much money as the other path. But in the long term, you know, what might happen is you actually might, you might get your cake and eat it too. Like you might be happy. And also because you're going to be so effective at what you're doing, you know, money is kind of going to come to you. Right. Because, because you're most effective at things that you actually want to do. Exactly. Exactly, man. And so like, if you're say, you know, what, Dude, people freaking underestimate. Like, there's this guy that I follow named Gary V. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but like, dude. Yeah, he... I, I got I got major Gary V vibes from you. So I, I think um I did did I see you on the T ones? Uh I'm not I'm not sure to be honest. Like on the actual like talking to him. No, on the on the T, on the T with Gary V. Oh yeah, show. isn't that no, I think I was on D Rock's thread, and that's how we all met. Oh, okay. But, but it's you've never been on the T. No. Because I thought I, I thought I just recognized <laughs> I thought I just recognized your voice from it, but maybe not. No, I wish, but and so what <laughs> what he says, if you guys aren't familiar, is people underestimate like you know that you can be happy and make financial at the same time. Like if you're a really badass like, you know, chef or like you're a really good like mm-hmm. home cook, like Dude, there's so many opportunities to sell food from your home right now. And like, even, even, even not only right now, but always. And like, I can't tell you how many times I went to like people's literally house, strangers. I didn't even know. And dude, no. I freaking bought some food from, from either the mom or their grandmother or whoever the hell made it. And dude, let me tell you, I kept going back. And so like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, really? I'm, I'm not the only one. And so like, imagine how much, not only money that they're making, but if they love cooking, like they they freaking they they made it. Like I would say that the definition definition of happiness is doing what you freaking love, and just you know just doing it every single day. Like that's it. It's as simple as that. So so you would go to people's houses and cook for them? Hell no, dude. They would they would. So it's like think about it this way. For those of you that are aren't familiar with the concept. You know how you go to a restaurant, you know, and then you wait for your food and stuff like that. Or say you go to a, a fast food restaurant where you go, you ask for the stuff and you leave. Right. And yeah. pretty much take it to go. It's pretty much the same thing where, you know, except it would be at people's houses. And so say like, you know, somebody um, is offering like, you know, to sell like tacos or whatever for like, you know, yeah. say five bucks or whatever it may be. If you're interested in those tacos, you would say, you know, okay, I'm interested, blah, 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 blah. You would go, you would go get them, you would pay them, and then you would leave. It'd be the same transaction, except 
It would be at somebody's actual house. Not only that, dude, let me tell you, freaking the every time that I have gone to a place like that where it's like it's just been somebody's house, dude, it's been some of the best food I've ever had, hands down. And then when I go to a restaurant, it's almost like because restaurants are different, right? It's not like where you cooking at your house, you know, because yeah. restaurants have standards. But, dude, when you go to just somebody's regular house and you get food, like that shit is delicious, dude. <laughs> how do you find those people um so on facebook like, like i don't i don't know if it's like that in the uk but here in the us it's very popular where like you search up you know tacos or you know burritos or burgers or whatever it may be and some show restaurants but it also shows like individual people that are selling them and and so you would just reach out to them at that point interesting so hold on let me try this so you literally just go into Facebook and you just type tacos? Yeah, like, or whatever you're interested in eating. And like I said, I don't know if it's like that all over the world, like in the UK or whatever, but it's huge here in the US. So I, so I see some pages, I see, but they're mostly restaurants. And there's like, there's like groups. But, um, so what, what do I look for? Do you look for pages or people? Oh, you look for, you look for individual people. Okay, but like, how how do I find that? Like, I'm in I'm on Facebook now. I'm just typed in tacos, and do I like use any filters, or do you just like scroll through it and like try to find people? You just you just scroll through it, and what you don't want to click on, you don't want to click on pages, and you don't want to click on actual restaurants because those okay. are those are because pages are usually connected to restaurants. So what you want to yeah. see is like a little old lady, you know, with like a cute picture, or maybe like you know uh some person or whatever is like offering like as a profile it's almost like if you were to go to my face you know facebook profile i'm just a regular mm -hmm. guy you know i'm not you know gordon ramsay and so by by clicking on those those are going to be the ones where you're going to get the best food for the cheapest price too okay so i see some people are posting pictures of like um you know, food that they've made. I don't know if it's for sale. Are you on? See. Are you on Facebook Marketplace? No, I'm on just Facebook. Oh, sorry, sorry, okay. that, that's a, sorry. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Because at the at the end of the day, you're still you're still purchasing it, right? Because yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're here. Yeah, there's tacos. Yeah, dude, if you've never if you've never done that before or like you find the concept weird, dude, let me tell you when you put your ego aside or like your fear, dude, I'm telling you, like, I don't know how it is in the UK, but every time I've gone to something like that, where it's just been a regular person here in the US, dude, it's been the absolute best food ever. Interesting. Yeah, man, it's it's nuts. It was I was scared. I, I was scared, to be honest, because like. You know, when my friend first told me about that, I was like, hell no, dude, we're going to get kidnapped and then chop my body up <laughs> and a bunch of shit. And then we went, bro, and like safety precautions, right? Like you want to, of course, you want to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. take a group or whatever. You don't want to just go alone in some stranger's house. But like, you know, as long as you take safety precautions, like, dude, I'm telling you, it's it's awesome. Interesting. You know, um, I've I've heard a lot of good things about Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I don't know if you're into flipping. Oh yeah, flipping. Yeah. I I 
I tried, man, but I just, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a hustle. It's a hustle. Yeah, I bought some things from like charity shops, but no one's buying them. Yeah, so, it's a hustle, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I might try it on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, you, def you, you definitely should because with our, with Facebook Marketplace, you can either make it to where it's like outside of your city. So say like you're in London mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, maybe you could, you know, I don't know. London is kind of a broad statement or broad. Yeah, state. yeah. So just say like, you know, if you're in Liverpool and then, you know, you're trying to sell like to people in Manchester, like you can put that as well. But like. You can also even sell in your own individual city. Like if you live in Liverpool, then you'd be able to sell like to them and you'd like be able to sell to your neighbors or, you know, people down the street or whatever. Like it's real cool, man. It's quicker too. Interesting. So, yeah, but anyways, uh, uh, you know, besides that, I'm pretty sure that, you know, people have probably gotten tired of us talking about <laughs> business and stuff but so what i what i want to actually do you know just to kind of wrap it up is you know i want you to tell people you know where they can find out more about you and you know where they can reach you so uh sure so the best place to find me is on twitter so i'm meloni zero on twitter or you can just type in my name max damago uh and you know i'm on all other social media as well but twitter is the main one uh i also have a podcast called with my friend rohan called the rohan max row so it's it's kind of like your podcast we just kind of invite people you know to do interviews with them um and like i say i teach programming so if you're someone who maybe wants to you know, maybe you don't like your job. Maybe you want to get a job in coding. See what's the, what, what that is about. You know, it's very well paid. It's very, you know, it's kind of like everyone always says coding is the future. So if you want to get the job in that, you can basically schedule a one-to-one -one session with me where, you know, I'm going to teach you how to do programming and I'm going to get, I'm going to help you get your first job. So that's that's what i do um th thank you for having me on brandon that was really really nice of course man and i'd love to have you you know again anytime in the future and you know i'm i'm pretty sure that you know our guests and our audience you know have gotten a lot of value especially where you know we really tackled like you know not just broad kind of topics but like also very specific and you know just gave each other examples of our personal stories. So I'm, I'm really glad to have had you, bro. Awesome. Thank you very much. All righty, brother. Uh, I'll talk to you on Twitter and everyone take care. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I will see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.